know, I was thinking about this morning is um, how people make things a lot more complicated than um, what they actually really are. So, um, you know, what I'm talking about here is building wealth or getting to the point where you would consider yourself wealthy, whatever that is, right? So everybody has a sort of different base point. Maybe you were born in a family that's negative $100,000, and that's a, a lot of people. That's that's normal. Um, and then, Or maybe you were born in a family that's got $10 million. Well, at some point in the future, you're going to have a reference point. You're going to think about, like, okay, what is wealthy? So that person that is negative $100,000, um, by the time that you're you know, 70 years old, maybe you've accumulated $2 million and you consider yourself wealthy. Or the person that started with $10 million, um, to their name and they accumulated $100 million, whatever that is. It's, it's actually pretty straightforward at this point. A lot of people think that there is a lot of sort of, you know, double backflip, um, tricky, sneaky things that you need to do or there's um, some some guy or that there's a person that does everything for you and everything magically comes together or you know you 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 get a a fancy I don't know you you create a, a fancy software company and everything makes you wealthy and, and it just prints money um, but that's not how it works that's really not how it works and and I hate to break it to you but um, you're a little delusional with how this actually works. It's very simple to actually do this. And, and, but the thing is, it's simple. Like the, the answer, the technical answer is extremely simple. Um, but the behavior behind it, it is absolutely painful and absolutely nobody wants to do it. Uh, so it's hard to do. So you're going to find very few people. I think I remember reading in the last few years the national sort of savings rate of people when they're, uh, I think it was like when they're retired or getting ready to retire. I think they had like $90,000 to their name. So you could look that up. Uh, don't quote me on it, but it's somewhere around there. So it's not a heck of a lot. Like that is not a lot, not enough to, you might think $90,000 is a lot of money. That's going to be really hard to live off of for the next 30 years and to live off that amount. It's going to be very tight, very, very tight. Um, and, you know, for the most part, you're going to be living at the sort of poverty level if, um, if that's all you have. But what you need to consider is, okay, so, so you know, I've, I've talked about it's, it's really hard to do. Most people can't do this because life gets in the way um, it's a lot of there's a we experience a lot of life and we forget about that right like there is a lot of life that happens between so all of these sort of finance gurus and stuff um, they sort of tell you that it's it's you know it's super um, you know all you have to do is this blah 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 in in reality there's a lot of um, life that gets in the way a lot of behavior that gets in the way that's why I actually like um, Although I, I have to caveat, his political opinions are, um, I, I don't agree with them. So, um, you know, Dave, Dave Ramsey is, actually tells some really good truth or some really good nuggets there. And he really does help out a lot of people um, with what he's doing, you know. And, and, and what you'd have to look at is, it's just the day-to-day -day grind. You know, there's a couple of really simple things. So... 
what you need to do is save money. So, you know, 15% of 10 to 20% of your, your income, whatever that is, right, your total income. So it's probably 15%. Um, you, you can choose to be charitable, and that is, that is great, and that actually will probably help you out in the long run. Um, you know, in terms of, and the reason why being charitable, give, giving, is actually going to help you out is because you look like a very nice person, right? Like you're actually being helpful to other people and you get opportunities from that, right? It's not, that is not a long run game at all, uh, or that is not a short run game at all. And, and you might actually sort of lose a lot. Um, you know, you might actually lose more by doing that than you gain. But, you know, you gain a lot in terms of like character and, and feeling good about yourself, which helps you from going um, into sort of neg- negative spirals and things like that, right? Like there, there's a lot of benefit there. Um, and, you know, if eventually you get wealthy enough that you could donate to a school. Well, that, oh, that's pretty good, right? Um, so, you know, there's all sorts of things like that. But it's really just saving that money um, and then acting really kind of strange in, in, in society. Actually, so the savings component is not just putting it in to, uh, you know, a savings account that doesn't earn you enough income to beat the market. Actually, what you need to do is just just invest broadly in the stock market. Anybody that tells you you could beat the stock market um, and that they've got some sort of, and this is where everybody gets messed up, right? And this is where you get sold or there's sleazy people out there that you can beat the stock market. It's absolutely not true. You're actually um, exposing yourself to more risk that can help yourself, um, be penalizing yourself. But what you can do is look for you know an index fund, so which is just buying all of the different stocks in the stock market. So Vanguard has a, you know, they're the original index fund um, company. And it basically, it just, it, it's, it's there to match what the stock market does. Um, and, and it does pretty good. And that's what you should be looking at. What is what the entire economy, that's basically, you know, the best companies in the entire economy are in the stock market. Um, or one would hope they are. And if you do that, if you just buy a little bit of everything, you're sort of buying into the global economy and you're, and you're looking at, okay, this is going to grow by a certain amount. And generally, um, it grows by 10%, 10 to 8 to 12, 8 to whatever percent per year, but that's on average, right? So there's a lot of years where it's going to grow like 25%, and there's a lot of years where it's, you're going to lose, um, you know, 10, 20%. But over... Over the long run, you're looking at actually making, you know, roughly, you know, a good estimate is 10% per year. So that's why there's actually this thing called the rule of seven. So which means your money is going to double every seven years if you invest in the stock market. So if you have a dollar um, and you're invested broadly in the stock market, it's going to double and it's going to be $2 in seven years. Um, which is actually pretty phenomenal if you're doing that saving on a regular basis, all day in and day out and putting in that money. Um, every single paycheck. Now, the other thing, so that's that's the kind of secret. The other thing that you could do is, you know, look at what um, the sort of Dave Ramsey strategy of, of investing in long-term mutual funds um, that are slightly more risky than the stock market, but they're they're extremely long run. So you you can get a little bit better returns, but you know, for increased risk. Um, and I think he's got a formula of four different types. Um, you know growth, aggressive growth, international, and something else, I forget. Um, so, you know, what you're looking for is just broad-based 
stocks, um, you know, companies that you're betting on, right? So companies that you think are going to do well. It's not, companies are not these sort of weird things, right? Like they're groups of people. It's basically a groups of people that somehow have figured out this sort of sweet spot in the economy that's actually doing okay. Um, so there's that, right? But the other thing that you need to worry about, and if you did that, just that alone, you're going to do very well. Um, but what, the other thing that you have to worry about, and this is the reason why it's so hard and it's all compounded together, is that um, there is a lot of life that happens, right? And the other thing that you have to worry about is you have social comparison. So you're looking at what everybody else is doing. And everybody else is is behaving poorly for the most part financially poorly um, whether it's training or they you know have limited you know um, ability to sort of save all those kind of things so you're going to see people that have a lot more than you or it seems like they have a lot more than you so you're going to be compelled um, to do things that are probably going to put you in financial peril right so ideally um, if the best case scenario and you're going to laugh at me um, you're totally going to laugh at me when you listen to this. You're gonna, you, you should live in a tent, um, you know, for five years at the beginning of your life. And, and if you do that, you can actually accumulate, and as you're working in a really good job, right? Like you get a really good job that's making you a decent salary, whatever that is, right? Like maybe you're making 50 grand a year, which is a good salary. Um, or you're making 70 grand a year, which is a really, really good salary. Or 100, you know, like all of those kind of things. Whatever that, that sort of number is, you're having a good salary. Live in a freaking tent um, for five years or 10 years, save that money, and you're going to be very wealthy. But when I tell you that, you think that I'm, I, I'm you know, I'm living on the moon, right? Um, and that's where the social comparison thing is, right? Like years ago, you probably would have lived in a tent uh, many, many years ago, and you would have been able to save things, right? Like a long, long time ago. Um, or lived in a shack, right? Like a little, literally a little shack and you would be able to accumulate wealth. But instead, we sort of expand to where um, society is, is sort of at, right? So starter homes are ginormous compared to what they used to be. You look at the sort of wartime um, homes in North America and they were, you know, 700, 800 square feet. Um, but now, you know, starter homes are 2,000 square feet, right? Like huge. Um, so if you can sort of um, limit that. And the other thing that you need to limit or realize is that, you know, it's not only social comparison, but realize that that um, crap happens, right? Like a lot of crap happens in your life. You're going to have death. You're going to have divorce. You're going to have, you name it. It's going to happen. Somebody that's close to you is going to happen. and Or, you know, you're going to get burnt um, by people that are around you. It just happens. And you can't prevent that from happening, right? Like you could do everything possible to prevent it, but it's it just going to happen. Even if you're the term best financial person in the world, it's going to happen. So what you need to do is look for ways to mitigate that risk of something that bad is going to happen to you, right? So if you've got dependents, get life insurance. Um, if you have, you know, reasonable life insurance, I can get into that one day. Um, you know, if you have... Um, you know, if, if, if you have a mortgage, for example, um, you, you might consider looking at sort of life insurance that covers that mortgage, um, you know, all of those kind of things, right? Like very simple things, but you want to make sure that it's sort of bounded because there is a, you know, there's a market there where people are trying to sell you crap, um, like too, way too much crap that's really expensive. 
Um, so you sort of bound that and you bind that risk, right? So for, for you know, most people, life insurance, it's 10 to 15% or 10 to 15 times what your income is, is going to be totally fine. Um, what your current income is, is going to be totally fine. You're going to be okay. Um, if you get that. So little things like that, that's, that really makes sense. A, a balloon, I think I call it like a balloon. Uh, no, it's not a balloon. It's like a blanket, you know, coverage or something like that for people that, that have some wealth that's built up. Um, I forget what it's called. This is like an insurance thing that you get that covers, um, you know, if somebody sues you for a million bucks or something like that, right? Um, so you need to have those things. And so having all of these things... And you do that for a regular basis for a long time, for a few decades, um, you know, three, four decades. That actually can turn out to be, you could you can actually build some substantial wealth by doing that. It doesn't mean that, um, um, you know, it doesn't feel good in the meantime. That's what you have to sort of realize. It doesn't feel good. You're going to feel like you're, you're left behind and um, everybody's doing everything more than you. And, um, you know, you're being silly and or you're very conservative, or you're, you know, you're like, whatever, you know, some, you're living in the past, all those kind of things, you're going to feel it. But that's what you need to do for a long time to actually build substantial wealth. There's a reason why you, you see people that drive around and use cars for a long time, they actually do have a, a pretty good wealth, if they're making a pretty good income, right? Like you can sort of look at and find those people. Um, so that's all I want to talk about is that it is easier than you think it is, um, but it's also a heck of a lot harder than you think it is, right? Like it, it, it is, life gets in the way and you have to be ready for it and think about how you can mitigate that risk of something happening. So with that, um, hopefully you like this, take care and have a wonderful day.